0: From pollinators to pests, insects are an inseparable part of horticulture. I'm Dr Ian Smith and welcome to Bug Bites on the Plants Grow Here podcast. Join me each episode as we learn about horticulturally important insects and explore their hidden worlds. Let's take a moment to relax. Get comfortable. Focus on your breathing. Breathe out. Breathe in. Hack. Cough. Splutter. Splutter and swear about the fungus gnat that you just breathed in. Fungus gnats, the bane of any indoor plant horticulture. Fungus gnats can seem to come out of nowhere and quickly multiply into large numbers, causing annoyance and even damage to your indoor plants. So let's dive into the biology of these little insects and learn how to control their populations. Fungus gnats aren't actually a single species, but actually a large group of species across six fly families. Most start their lives as tiny, semi-transparent eggs within the soil or growing medium. From here, they hatch into maggots, or larvae if you want to be nice about it, looking like tiny, thin, clear-to-white worms about 5-8mm long with a small black head. They feed mainly on decomposing plant material and fungi, before pupating and turning into small black flies. Once adults, they are attracted to media with high moisture and organic content, such as wet potting mix. In this preferred media, females can lay between 100 to 300 eggs, allowing their populations to rapidly increase in optimal conditions. For the most part, larvae of fungus gnats are beneficial, breaking down organic matter and improving the quality of the soil, while the adult flies typically cause nothing more than a mild annoyance to humans. However this is not always the case. In some conditions and some species, damage to plants can start to occur. This is particularly noticeable in indoor and greenhouse environments, where there are fewer predatory creatures and climatic conditions to keep numbers in check. Damage can be caused by larvae that can feed on healthy plant roots and tunnel into stems of young cuttings and seedlings, preventing the uptake of water and nutrients, resulting in wilting and stunted growth. Additionally, the presence of fungus gnats may also indicate overwatering, as they will feed on roots that have been immersed in water too long and are therefore rotting. The gnats also may just be attracted to fungus growing in the saturated topsoil. While the adult flies don't cause direct plant damage, they can, however, inadvertently spread plant pathogens such as root rot fungi, tomato spotted wilt virus, and Impatiens necrotic spot virus. For these reasons, it may become necessary to control them. Fortunately, there are a few ways to do so. Since fungus gnats thrive in damp conditions, the simplest way to control them is to ensure you are only watering as often as is needed. Ideally, allow the top 2 inches of the soil to dry between waterings, and absolutely avoid situations where waterlogging occurs. It is also worth checking that there's no standing wet areas under benches, as these can become breeding areas for gnats. Where hydroponic systems are used, clean them regularly to ensure algae is kept to a minimum as this is a preferred food source for gnats. Fungus gnats also thrive in fresh organic matter, so where possible, avoid potting mixes where the compost is aged less than one year and avoid over fertilisation. If you are operating at larger commercial scale, weekly monitoring should be undertaken to ensure numbers stay in check. This can be done using yellow sticky cards hanging just above or lying face up on the potting medium. New South Wales DPI recommends that if more than 50 are captured in a week, it is time to ramp up control measures. If you want to check for the presence of larvae in the soil, potato plugs can be inserted into the potting media overnight and then removed and inspected. A potato plug is simply a section of potato shoved in the soil. Monitoring is important, because it's always easier to control a small infestation than a large one. So, you've been controlling your watering, preventing any standing water, and clearing up any algae, but your monitoring is still picking up an unacceptably high number. What's next? The good news is there is a range of biological control agents commercially available. Hypoaspis mites, Delotia rove beetles, and the nematode Steinonema feltiae. These species can all provide ongoing control and pose no risks to your plants, something chemical control may fail to achieve. Introducing some or all of these organisms together will provide an even greater effect as they compete with each other for food, i.e. the fungus gnat larvae. For best results, release these species at germination so they have time to really dig in. If you are using these biological control invertebrates, remember not to use insecticides as well, as they will also kill the beneficial species you just went to the effort and cost of putting in. Another biological control option is the bacteria Bacillus thuringiensis, subspecies Israelensis, Sold under the more pronounceable trade name, Vectobac. This bacteria, which is harmless to humans, stops the flies from developing properly and causes them to die out. Before purchasing any of these control organisms, it's worth taking the time to read the supplier's instructions beforehand to ensure they will provide the level of control you require for your specific circumstances. If for whatever reason biological control is not practical for your circumstances, a number of insecticides have also been shown to be effective. As always, chemical rotation should still be used to prevent insecticide resistance from developing. The main chemicals used to control fungus gnats are diazinon, thiamethozam, and neem, How these are applied and in what quantity will depend on your crop and growing conditions, so it is best to check with the AVPMA's Public Chemical Registration Information System search. And yes, the public service is well known for its snappy product titles. And so, with these options in hand, you can enjoy healthy plants and, just as importantly, a face free of intruding fungus gnats. You have been listening to a Plants Grow Here podcast. This episode was recorded on Wurundjeri land. The theme tune is Space Dust by Airtone. If you have an episode idea, email it to hello at plantsgrowhere.com or tag hashtag bugbitespgh on Twitter. I'm Ian Smith. Catch you next time.